Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Weekly Podcast with me, Peter Watson. I'm joined as usual this week by my friend and former colleague, Ralph Hebgen, to discuss some of the week's main stories. Hi there, Ralphie. How are you doing today? Hey, Peter. I'm good. Good to be back. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah very good. I've just literally this minute um, just had some news news hot off the press. My wife's just gone to uh, just gone to town um, and managed to get a really uh, good deal on paintballing for my for my youngest son's <laughs> birthday, uh, which sounds great. Um, you You're know, hearing thanks. me chuckle. Yeah. How old? How old is your son? Uh, oh, this, so, the, uh, the, well, this particular one, uh, yeah, he's nine. Yeah. <laughs> he's nine. He's... <laughs> it's gonna be, and it's gonna be his tenth birthday. Uh, apparently, um, zombie apocalypse, uh, London, uh, you know, uh, some yeah, yeah. London themed one. Uh, all, all sounds very good to me. Cool. Is yeah. Daddy gonna be there? Um, I don't know. May have. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. of course. Come may, on, you may, can't wait. You maybe, can't wait. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> who, who, who knows? You know, if they, especially if they, you know, do things like smoke grenades and stuff, that'd be great. I mean, you know, got to love a bit of that. Me. <laughs> um, anyway, right. So um, that's that's I bet that's totally thrown everyone. But anyway, um, right, so today we are going to um, try to fit as much value as in as possible um in 30 ish minutes um and so let's start off with let's start off with um inflation no let's not we'll, we'll do that okay. later on we'll do that later oh, okay. on okay, we'll that later okay. On. Um, okay let's start with tesla um so tesla. really interesting this week um how tesla announced some really really good results um and i think that the main thing for me is you know can Tesla actually um, can can it continue um, the momentum? Because the thing is, is that um, it's it did really well last year. Um, it had it, it. I think that it did it did well from selling its um, part of its um, uh, its Bitcoin stake. Uh, it also did really well from um, emissions credits that that are bought by other car manufacturers, which are going. I think it's going down this year because other car manufacturers. Um, are managing to um, stay below the emissions uh, limits, um, and and the other thing as well is again other manufacturers. There are more of them bringing out more uh, different cars this year, and I think that um, that that is what you know. There's there's a lot more competition generally. So my I'd say my sort of point of view is that I don't believe that um tesla will stay will see the same um uh, momentum as they did last year um but what do you think well tesla is actually a fascinating company to talk about because um i mean i remember when it was worth let's say the equivalent of a hundred and then a year later it was worth like a thousand or even worse so Mm -hmm. the evaluation of this company is remarkable and a little bit of a mystery to me to be honest Mm -hmm. with you um i think it is valued like a tech company more than a car company and that is Mm -hmm. not very original to say Mm -hmm. uh, because obviously what is the case with tesla is not just that it is a 
an electric car. Mm. It is also that it is what I call like an AI car, an artificial intelligence car, like cutting edge technologies everywhere, mm-hmm. self-driving kits or self-driving ability in various ways. You know, they are type one to type five or four mm-hmm. uh, self-driving cars and Tesla is somewhere in the middle. Uh, so far, this has attracted re- recurrently, let's say, negative news when these things fail. But that is a technological ability which Tesla arguably has that its uh, upcoming competition, uh, certainly in part, still has to develop. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the attractiveness of the business model, no, 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 the attractiveness from the point of view of the customer of Tesla, you get an electric car, but you get one which is very highly specced with, yeah. uh, with, with technology for the future, mm-hmm. which you may not be getting so much from the upcoming competition. And the competition is now everywhere. And this is, of course, to your point. It is going to be increasingly hard for Tesla to mark out its... Um, it's com- it, it well t- to stay differentiated from others. Let's say mm-hmm. in the electric car, uh, in, mm. in the electric space. For example, Bentley uh, aims to do um, electric car uh, manufacturing uh, operation in in the UK, mm-hmm. um, and Mercedes is. Is, is, is doing it, not in the UK, but elsewhere. BMW is on the game. So the competition is hotting up. And I think what Tesla will need to do in order to keep ahead or abreast of that competition is very highly focus on the other side to it, which is that AI capability. Yeah. But, but, broad, but yes, I, I agree with you. I mean, the it's valued like a, like a tech company. Tech companies are coming under pressure at mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, its electric car ability is coming under increased competition from other car companies as they as they are catching up in that particular space. Mm-hmm. And so I would also think that uh, we are going to see a more moderate year ahead for Tesla. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't write I wouldn't write them off at all because oh, no, so, because no. because I think medium term we have that ability and we also have uh, something which perhaps other car companies manufacturers still have to develop which is sort of like a horizontal integration I mean these guys of course are also in in uh, the construction of batteries mm-hmm. and uh, that there are, there are obviously synergies there. Mm. Hmm. No, I agree. Um, I think so. Yeah, I'm not um, certainly not writing Tesla off, but I just wonder whether can it sustain the current momentum? I don't think it can, uh, but I think we'll we'll just have to we'll just have to wait. I mean, the sale. It will be very interesting to see whether so semiconductor supplies are supposed to be. We're supposed apparently through the worst of the shortages, mm-hmm. and if you then assume that. Um, supply chain problems are going to ease so that's not just with semiconductors just generally Mm. then actually you know it will be interesting to see what sales are are like um especially for the others um because i'd really like to see how popular other models are uh yeah other electric vehicles are in comparison to tesla when they are released 
Well, yes, indeed. I mean, we <laughs> the the obvious. So sorry, I'm going to say something funny because it's so so obvious. Mm. And the obvious thing is that electric cars run on <laughs> electricity. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> no, really? <laughs> oh my God! You heard it here first. Yeah. What I mean by this is obvious. I mean, electricity is not cheap currently, and mm. so what what we need to find for the electric vehicle. Uh, for electric vehicle sales to keep the momentum over the next year is very clearly also, uh, in addition to all the factors you mentioned, specifically, we need to find that uh, the prices for utilities, electricity in particular, in this particular context, uh, are coming down again. Mm. Because otherwise, of course, um, electric car owners are going to face a troublesome uh, existence. Yes, and... but, but not. But, but but again, you know, petrol is also, of course, not cheap. But electricity at the moment is particularly at at, at an all-time high. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, so there you go. And actually, talking talking about power and energy, uh, mm-hmm. moving smoothly and seamlessly <laughs> on um, to uh, LG Energy Solution. Um, yeah, which, ah, excellent. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> where, which, which is, um, you know, they they make batteries. Um, so, L, obviously, um, South Korea, uh, massive company LG. Um, it had it's it's basically hived off this LG Energy solution. Yeah. Um, it had an IPO last week, and it was, um, uh, you know, the uh, South Korea's biggest ever IPO, I believe. Um, and there is hope there that. Uh, it can catch up with the Chinese uh, battery manufacturer, Cattle, C-A-T-L, mm-hmm. um, because, and it could take, well, it could take advantage um, of the fact that of, of um, ongoing um, trading tensions between the US and China. And those trading tensions lead to things like the US saying that their suppliers must not use Chinese suppliers or that kind of thing. Um, or if they haven't said that overtly now, that that's that's at least the implication. So all manufacturers, as a as a as a matter of course, will be looking at at least. I mean, if not cutting out cattle, um, at least uh, you know diversifying their suppliers. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. much like if you if you sort of have the analogy of China uh, China's cattle is to batteries what um, Huawei is to, uh, to far, you know, supplying 5G equipment. Okay. Um, yeah, you, could right. say, you could say that, you know, um, LG uh, Energy Solution is like, is going to benefit as, as Nokia has done from everyone essentially cutting out Huawei as much as they can. If they do the same kind of thing with cattle, then uh, companies like LG Energy Solution could do quite well. Um, But the problem is, is that um, there was recently, and I presume that the the two things were tied up, but uh, uh, there was a a massive recall of of Chevrolet, the Chevrolet Bolt um, last, I think last year, beginning this year. Mm -hmm. And that was due to, um, that was due to problem with the batteries and LG Energy Solution, I believe, made the batteries. And I remember saying at the time, this is a bit weird, um, that, that LG has, has immediately put its hand in its pocket um, to pay for this. Um, but I guess maybe it was to do with the fact that the upcoming IPO wanted to make, maybe nicely sweep it under the carpet 
Um, <laughs> maybe maybe have a party about it. Uh, perhaps I don't know. Um, a work meeting. These things are called work meetings. Oh, work days. meetings. That's right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and mm. see see how that goes. But anyway, it's very interesting, and I just wonder. You know, this this may be a really great uh, great time for LG Energy Solution. But I don't know. Well, let's let's see what's happening. I mean, I'm also mindful of the recall which you mentioned, where <clears throat> an apparent weakness in the technology. Uh, uh, has come to the fore because obviously it's all well and good to say that uh, LG is now going to have its day because it's going to pick up um, some of some of the orders which otherwise would have gone to China uh-huh. because of the current tensions between the US and China. But uh-huh. and, and and that's fine. And this is clearly uh, going to be an important opportunity if you are an investor and therefore you are able to play these type of short-term dynamics. Mm. But what troubles me in this slightly is that this is one thing which the press, the business press has been focusing on in, in connection with the IPO. But to the extent that these things are driven by political situations, I wonder uh, whether that is sustainable in terms of the business. Mm. Because as the US and China is not always going to be at loggerheads in this way, mm. and then the uh, special situation appeal or allure which yeah. LG battery currently has will, yeah, will come it, to an end. Exactly. Yeah. N- nevertheless, what I also hear, and I, unfortunately I, I I haven't got enough technological ability to understand this uh, or, or well to, to, to judge this, but apparently the um, the offer which uh, which which that particular company is preparing uh, is expected to hold its own in the competitive space very well because it is um, offer, it, it hopes to offer products which are which increase the charging speed of mm. of the batteries mm. and of course it's two things it's charging speed and its range but uh, obviously I, I well at least I think that charging speed is one thing which is going to be absolutely clear um, absolutely key to mm. the commercial viability of batteries going forward. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I, I, I think and it's always good to see that new companies are coming into this space because that mm. is clearly a space which is going to be very valuable in, 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 in future and is currently, I think, underpopulated. Mm. Absolutely. No. And, and actually, actually, well, well, you, as you mentioned that the, the um, you know, what, what's more important, the speed or the or the range? Um, yeah. It was interesting. So um, what I do uh, on, a, on a Thursday night for silver and gold subscribers of Watson's Daily yeah. um, is we have like, you know, I, I will do a, a review of the of, of the week's news um, yeah. do, and then we'll do a Q&A after that. And then we will do debating topics. And one of the debating topics was what do you think um, will what do you think will it is more important, um, you know, range or charging speed and it was was really (laughs) funny because um i i yeah i was pretty much on my own um in in thinking that it's the charging speed oh really um, i would have have said i would have said charging speed yeah because it's weird because i because the thing is i said if you could i think if people could know that they were that um uh that charging your electric vehicle is akin to is the same as you know what you do now so going to a garage five minutes that's it hmm. then i think a lot more people would be interested 
Um, and I, I actually, um, I think that that would be better than having different range because also different range would have real problems in terms of, um, you know, all the garages and stuff would disappear. There wouldn't be, you know, whole businesses would, would, would crumble because, um, you know, people just won't go, especially if you've got everyone had a thousand kilometer battery. It'd be yeah. like no, no one would ever, fill, you know, no one would ever go anywhere and fill up. Whereas I think if you, you know, if you have, let's say, a 300 mile range or 350, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. say 350 mile range, which is sort of what we've got now with a, with a car, with a full, you know, petrol car, the full tank. It's about, it's about that, isn't it? So if you have the same kind of thing, um, I just think that you could keep existing garages. Um, you could, um, you know, reconfigure them. You mm. wouldn't, you wouldn't have to have all this, you know, I think all this like on street charging and all that kind of stuff, you know, you have to dig up the roads. You have to do, put new stuff in. You you might have to change the road mm. furniture. It just sounds really expensive to me. Whereas if you could do that, I mean that's what I think anyway. I mean I, I you know, no, my... I mean it's, it's it, absolutely. It, well, what I I think in terms of infrastructure here, mm. I mean currently it's it's what you just alluded to. It. I mean I don't really have a good idea of whether it's going to be massively expensive or not. Mm. To be perfectly honest with you, mm. I think eventually the infrastructure will be there. Um, uh, on roads and certainly in private car parks as well. Mm. You, uh, you just charge your vehicle overnight at a beneficial electricity rate as well. Mm -hmm. And and that's going to come. But at the moment where the infrastructure isn't sort of there, mm. I, I think charging speed is a, is, is a lot more important because basically mm. in the end, even if it, if you only had like 200 miles range, let's say, but, but you, you, you do have a higher range as, as, as you mm. pointed out. Then, I mean, basically you go to a, you go to a garage and if you could charge it up in let's say uh, five minutes mm. which currently takes about 20 to 30 I think mm. so that would be an immense uptake mm. in speed if that was possible it wouldn't matter so much that your vehicle's range is only 200 miles per hour Mm. Uh, sorry, to, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to 200 miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as the infrastructure, of course, improves, charging speed is going to perhaps... No, actually, even then, if the infrastructure improves, but you have more and more vehicles, then obviously charging speed is going to be off the essence because you don't mm. want to wait in the queue of the garage, even though there are more garages supplying the electricity, mm. uh, or in the queue at your local charging station, wherever it might be, uh, if every vehicle there has to be tanked up by... Mm. You know, 20 to 30 minutes. I mean, it currently takes what, like maybe 10 minutes or so to mm. uh, get a full tank at the petrol station, and mm. it's it, it, it's it, it, mm. it's going to have to be in that sort of a yeah. time um, scale. The other thing I I did think again I brought up on on that uh, where we were all talking about it was that I said surely you could reconfigure all garages because at the moment I think the garage the footprints is quite inefficient. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have that many pumps when you consider how big a space it takes up. And I imagine some of that is at least due to the fact you've got to get the oil tanker in, you know, um, mm -hmm. and other other things. Whereas, you know, my argument would be, and I don't know whether this is possible, but my argument would be if you got all, you could have all the chargers lined up all next to each other and you go front in, you put the charger in. And of course, when, when you're filling up with, with, with petrol, you have to stand there with the nozzle, right? I mean, you have yeah. to squeeze the nozzle and you're just yeah. standing there. Whereas with an electric car, you can just plug it in and walk away. And hopefully during that walking away, you could 
sell them things. You know, there's lots of opportunities. <laughs> I, I mean, see. you know, right. like, you know, you, or they could be big screens with adverts on, which will get generate money for the garage, you know, all this yeah. kind of stuff. You, uh, so anyway, I, I, I don't know. Mm. It's an interesting thing, but um, I don't know whether it's technically possible. Is, is this a long short of it? But anyway, um, so moving on, moving on. Um, so um, <laughs> the other thing is, is Facebook, um, I think, was interesting yeah. this week. Uh, what did uh, they do? Admitting defeat uh, in, cri- in cryptocurrency. Oh, that, yeah, that was interesting. How odd. How odd <laughs> for them to do that. I mean, yeah. it's basically just as they were launching the metaverse um, and renaming themselves into mm. meta, so it must be important to them. So, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> they, they are basically saying that well, what we're not doing is we are stop sort of dabbling in our own cryptocurrency. Now, the, the, the reason why I find this funny is that the metaverse, I mean, all this is hype again, you see, where the metaverse in the end is going to be mm. run by or enabled by a blockchain. And to the extent mm. that cryptocurrencies are very often hardly distinguishable from the blockchain, mm-hmm. uh, which enables them, um, I find the proximity between these. I mean, I, yeah, I, I didn't think that this announcement was in keeping with their investment in the metaverse. However, mm. I think this particular cryptocurrency they were talking about and they were experimenting in did, in fact, not have too much to do with a blockchain enabling the metaverse they are hoping mm. to develop. So perhaps it was just my ignorance that uh, fueled my surprise but there it is what mm. do you think yeah i mean i think that um it makes eminent sense for facebook to you know use blockchain and cryptocurrencies mm. because of their building this metaverse and i think it's perfectly in you know it fits perfectly with it so um maybe they're just getting rid of this you know the vestiges of of what they've got in this and they'll yes. they'll use the the lessons that they've learned i.e let's make it less about Facebook and more about something else uh, or, you know, um, because um, I think that that's, they suffered hugely um, as, as a result of, you know, really trumpeting um, the benefits of Libra and all that. And then they had that Libra association and were loads of really high profile financial companies um, all jumping on board. And then they all just left. So, you know, I think that if they can, in the background, try to, um, I think that their best bet is to try to get a legit bank involved or banks or, you know, a series of banks involved um, that would give it more, more credence, I think. um, And people would maybe trust it more. um, And then they could, they could still, you know, they could still cream it from the banks because they'll just say to the banks, well, if you want access to our, however many was it four billion or what you, i think you said was it four billion users if you if you want access to that you're gonna have to you know give us a cut so they're still mm-hmm. gonna they're still gonna do well from it so um so maybe but maybe they have someone else run it um uh to to make sure that it, it gets through but um yeah i i think although they appear to have given up at this moment i don't think they've given up i doubt they've given up in the long term and i'm sure that we'll be seeing something yeah. else because it just makes so much sense within a metaverse, I think. Oh, in, entirely, entirely. And, and of course, I mean, Facebook, even if Facebook had not embraced the metaverse as the next uh, business opportunity for itself, mm-hmm. it, it, would, it, it would make eminent sense for Facebook to develop such a, uh, such a technological ability because mm. it does have 
as you say, 4 billion or whatever it is, users. And it is the, um, it's almost the defined, the definition of a space in which cryptocurrency would, would do well. I mm. mean, cryptocurrency now talking about actually it using it as currency, not mm. as blockchain. Mm. Uh, because I actually think that the users of cryptocurrency as currency are still few and far between, and they will mm. only emerge way into the future mm-hmm. when uh, actually political systems are uh, less stable, as they are, are differently mm-hmm. organized as they are now, or they're going to emerge in the unkindly called third world, the Mm. less industrialized countries Mm. where you actually have the power of the central institutions is less. But Mm. Facebook, of course, is is a space where you have 4 billion people combining from less industrialized countries, more industrialized countries, countries, etc. So in a space such as that, I think a cryptocurrency would make eminent sense. And so, yes, I, I think it's got to do, it was driven by uh, the uh, changes in personnel mm. um, uh, at, at Facebook, perhaps more than a technological um, or a, a change in its technological strategy for yeah. the long term. Fair enough. Fair enough. So there we go. Um, so I guess um, actually, let's move on to um, MS. And it's going to sound a bit a bit weird to go into MS, but uh, um, hear me out. Hear me out. So I think that a brilliant piece of news came out this week on MS that they're introducing a, nor, uh, a new um, teleshopping uh, capability um, where people will be able to look at, um, you know, uh, watch uh, influencers trying on outfits and all this kind of stuff. You'll be able to buy it live. You'll be able to interact with them, ask questions, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think, it's, it, and it's the first um, major British retailer to do this. I think this is absolutely amazing. I think it's even more amazing that it's M&S. Dowdy yeah. old, dowdy old M&S um, mm-hmm. having, a, having a crack at this. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea. I think they need to make the most of it while they can as they're the first mover and just get people interested. Um, and, uh, yeah, because everyone else will jump on the bandwagon. But, I mean, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, dear. Yes, absolutely. I, I find this hugely interesting because mm-hmm. precisely because what, what you said, it's sort of this rather staid uh, company, M&S, where famously the Queen bought their bought her knickers okay uh, you know yeah this is like <laughs> the sort of thing which i would know but um, yeah we don't no. but uh, well i don't uh, to be fair i don't know her that well so i mean um oh, yes i'll just well, leave, i'll leave I it do? to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you, you know the <laughs> oh dear the hey the... ralph hello ralphie <laughs> <laughs> one one word one went to that no i can't do that. yeah yeah Let's okay fair enough moving on um <laughs> <laughs> One is not amused. <laughs> um, the, the the state company, MNS, um, where these particular customers bought their underwear, all of a sudden, this appears to be a company which embraces sales strategies, mm. which we know from TikTok. Mm. You know, because that is where I... Uh, well, not that I am on TikTok, but I hear that this is the Generation Z, basically the young part of Generation Z, which mm-hmm. is on TikTok, is engaging in uh, with, with, with companies in, in this way. Mm. And, um, and of course, I think that is precisely how 
um, the sort of more mainstream companies need to operate in mm. the new world of tech and in the increasingly digitized world of the future. Mm. Because something which the press was sort of saying, they were saying like <laughs> Marks and Spencer is the new TikTok. Mm. Well, it is not going to be, and it is not wanting to be, and it shouldn't be. But what it does do, it looks at um, cutting edge technological and societal developments as, for example, represented by TikTok, and is using them and making making it um, accessible and usable for its customer base. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, that, and that is, I, I think, an excellent way of taking... Uh, innovative dynamics from the competition and 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 and, and owning it so yeah. so i think that's excellent in particular also if you think about this this other question which we which we frequently talk about where are people going to want to spend their time in mm. in the future is it going to be at home working and mm. engaging doing ocado for shopping or amazon uh, whatever it's called fresh um <laughs> <laughs> I believe, and <laughs> right, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, or, or is it actually going to the high street mm. and and uh, being in a physical space? Now that seems to be a viable way to combine the two, because mm. you 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 have got the shopping experience which is interactive in your own home, and then if you so wish, you can go out and go to the Marks and Spencer retail outlet in in the high street, um, pick up your your look basically, and mm. go for a coffee and have a chat with your friends. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, it's good for so many reasons. I think that it's it will uh, engage a much younger um, audience, which I think is great. It means that they will hopefully this younger audience will discover stuff that they think actually that's okay yeah. um rather than oh i'm not going to bother going in there because that's for old people um yeah, or, or yeah. oh it's for old people and sandwiches um you know it's it's i think that that's really good it wouldn't as you said um you know if they go in and and, and pick stuff up um obviously what you do is you put you put the place where they pick everything up right at the furthest corner of the shop so that they have to wade through everything else to get there and hopefully um, buy something else. So, you know, ideally you want it hidden hidden somewhere. Maybe, Sorry, I'm laughing. It's called, it's called customer journey, mate. Yeah, it's all right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it'll be like, it'll be like, um, like Harry Potter, like uh, Diagon Alley. You know, people will walk past, they won't quite know yeah. where it is. And, but then when they do, you know, so they have to walk all the way through the shop, they get this place. But hopefully by the time they've, they've got there, they've seen something else that they like and then they buy that yeah. as well. So, I mean, I think it's a great, it's a great idea. Uh, I, I think it's brilliant. Things. But I, I don't think it's just simply, uh, I mean, it may also be that. It may be um, making Marks and Spencer attractive to a younger demographic. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's necessarily all of it, or perhaps it's not even the core of it. I, I, I think it is using a, um, um, well, a way to interact with companies, which the younger generation is currently doing, like Gen mm. Z on TikTok, for example, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and using that technology and making it usable, accessible to its own customer base. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and I think that is important because the, because the world is going to, to change. I mean, after the mm. COVID crisis is going to abate, mm. which hopefully might be 
this year, we're going to see some lasting changes. So when people mm. are going to work from home more, people mm. are going to go to the high street less for daily purchases. Mm -hmm. And so companies need to find a way to stay relevant in that particular climate. And I think this is one way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I I wonder conversely, right, whether it, this, you know, if they have this, and if we assume that um, customers are, uh, you know, a bit old, older, let's say, um, and I just wonder whether um, this will bring uh, older customers uh, into, you know, they'll start using this technology because they'll find it attractive and they'll all start doing this kind of TikTok like behavior i mean i can i, I imagine though ralphie i mean you, you know maybe you yourself you know you'll you'll be looking for some budgie smuggler you know <laughs> swimming swimming trunks for the summer for your summer holiday and then going Okay. Going on to shopping on MS on their live shopping events, swimwear events. There <laughs> is just so much to unpack here. Well, apparently, I mean, the first thing is this is clearly ageism. I, I just call you out on public radio. Uh, this yeah. is ageism. And also, <laughs> you know, this is a German thing, isn't it? Bungee smugglers, speedos. You're thinking of these kind of things. I haven't um, worn them in. <clears throat> okay, for at least never mind. Days. Moving on. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so leaving with that image, um, I, I think momentarily. Yeah. Oh um, okay, is we we're going to have to talk about our favourite subjects recently because we can't ignore them. But I just thought we start off with them all the time. So let's talk. Let's just finish off. Yes. Talking about the three three very major topics of Russia Ukraine, um, Bojo's partying. Um, and and uh, inflation, of course. Oh dear! So what do you reckon? Here we go. Real okay. Quick. Yeah, Quickly. Go ahead. Right. So oh, first of all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Sorry. It's like in these advertisement for for medications. Yes. Uh, where where they read this, they read the, the side out very very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Don't go, anyway. don't go buy our power stuff. All right. Yeah. Anyway, quickly. I mean, yes. As you know, we we relegate this to the uh, the final bit just before we go because basically we are just giving a running brief on this and we don't really know much uh, uh, more about this. I mean, the situation mm -hmm. in Russia and the Ukraine appears to be that uh, the parties are still very much um, linked in talks. Uh, Putin has agreed and has had a chat with Macron, who, of course, wishes to present himself here a little bit more as a charismatic leader uh, within Europe. As the Germans are clearly falling by the wayside as they're held hostage by the Nord Stream mm. uh, gas pipeline and Bojo is falling hostage because he's at work meetings all the time uh, in, in, the, in the garden of Downing Street number 10. Um, mm. So Macron is going to the fore here. Clearly what comes out of this is that Putin said we do not wish to invade the Ukraine and we are still talking. You can't help feeling that this is a smokescreen uh, behind which he's building up the capability to take a full-scale invasion of the Ukraine forward. Yeah. But in the end, um, I think the situation is finely balanced at the moment. And uh, the pronouncements of Mr. Blinken and, and the way he says that, I think, support this view. I think we are on the cusp here of either an invasion. Maybe it's not going to go forward. But if it is not going to go forward, then we will need... Um, some form of geopolitical arrangement which is new and mm. so I have little hope for that to happen and so 
in the business context, I'm afraid that we're going to perhaps wade into a longer protracted military engagement in Ukraine and commensurately we're going to see gas prices, which are going to be higher still, uh, feeding into uh, longer lasting inflation with continued and ongoing pressure on central banks to increase interest rates. Okay. I'll tell you what, Ralphie, what we, should we have a bet? Um, do you reckon uh, oil price, $100 a barrel with a, when, when do you reckon? I'll, I'll, pa- I'll pay you a fiver. <laughs> I'll, pay you, I'll pay you a fiver if you win. You pay me a fiver if I win. I think it's going to be in the next two weeks, within the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. When do you oh, okay, I'm going to say three weeks then, just to say something. Okay. Well, shall we do it one week? Should we choose a week? That, that that's probably fairer, isn't it? Um, I reckon it is going to. Let's have a look at the calendar. Uh, I well, I know when this is going to happen. Uh, this is week four in February because that's when I plan to go skiing. <laughs> right. Okay. And, you, and let's face it, you could do you could do with a a crisp five pound note uh, <laughs> to buy maybe half a coffee. Uh, well, I could. And also, also, I've never seen any money coming my way from you. So no, of course, of course. Oh, there we go. There, there we go. So I tell you what, right. I'm going to I'm going to pick week commencing the seventh. Right, week commencing the seventh of February. Um, oil price one hundred dollars a barrel. Okay. I'm going to pick the fourth week in February, whatever that is. Okay, so one, two, three, four. So week commencing 21st. There we go. Very uh, good. Everyone's heard it here. Anyway, right. Um, by the way, uh, don't endorse gambling, uh, just in case anyone's wondering. Uh, we just This is a very small wager uh, that we never do, but I just thought it would be fun. Anyway, right. So, um, okay, so that's Russia-Ukraine. Um, I think that's, um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's not really much I can add to that. So uh, Boris Johnson partying. What do you think? <laughs> Boris Johnson partying, a very odd development has come to the fore, which reminds me of the email situation with uh, Hillary Clinton and the difficult situation the FBI was put into. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Met police has apparently engaged with Sue Gray and suggested that minimal reference ought to be made to certain events which Mm -hmm. have or have not transpired in the course (laughs) of the... Work meetings, I think they're called. Yes, um, yes. And, and so you, you do wonder, I mean, this is putting Sue Gray in a terrible situation, a terrible position, because she can't really uh, delay publication of this report. But at the same time, she's now being asked by the Met to publish it in a redacted form or in a, mm. which is going to make her look complicit or this is all very, very, very difficult. I'm on, on the um, side of what it might mean for... Uh, or Prime Minister's survival, it, 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 it might mean that he is going to scrape through and that uh, a vote of no confidence is not going to be reached, in particular also because the Tory party, I think, might be split between the view that either they have to axe Boris Johnson in order to revamp and be uh, ready when the next generation comes along, or they would need to call a general election early if they have a, a leadership challenge and the new incumbent Ooh. might do this. So, so I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, two weeks ago, I was certain that Boris Johnson is not going to survive this. With this, this new development, I am no longer so sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, I personally, I still think he should go. I think that everyone is, this is what they're going to remember. Um, and 
I think that the Conservatives can't win with him in charge, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in the next election. So, OK, uh, next thing, inflation. I mean, inflation came up because, um, you know, uh, the uh, the uh, chair, uh, chair of the Fed, um, Jay Powell, um, he's been really kind of hinting quite heavily recent in recent weeks about the, the need for interest rates in the US to go up in order to curb inflation. Um, so I think that was quite interesting. And he said even more about it this week, which mm. made it look really very much like so everyone thinks it's pretty much a certainty. Um, he is going to uh, raise interest rates in March. Mm, yes. I mean, in, in terms of that, I'm not going to talk about interest rate or inflation. I'm going to choose to talk about something else, uh, which, is, <laughs> yes, <thank you>. which <laughs> is... Yes, which is the... Sorry. <laughs> oh, God, you should be. The uh, rotation which we see in the stock markets yes, out of, of sort of high-growth stocks, which is tech, into mm. value stocks or sort of your turn-of-the-century times... Uh, type industries such as car manufacturing etc and this is always happening at, at times like this when inflation is high interest rates are um, being raised in order to fight inflation or when interest rates rise in general and the reason is of course simply technical if most of your company valuation rests on the fact that you are going to price in higher growth in earnings then this present value is worth less when interest rates rise. Um, and there, that is what I see now going on in the stock markets. I don't think necessarily this is going to be um, a rotation which is going to last. It is going to certainly sustain itself for the short term, but I think maybe even this year as we go through the transition period, hopefully the situation in Russia is going to abate uh, in, in the first or second quarter of this year. Uh, we're going to see a reversion back to where we were. But that is sort of what I feel is currently happening and this is all driven in the stock markets or the rotation is driven by the macro situation which we are witnessing there we go there we go couldn't have said it best myself <laughs> so um so yeah no i think this is very interesting obviously we had to talk about that as well um and yeah we failed miserably uh in uh, in getting this in under 30 35 minutes but hey it's okay because we're all we're all you know we, we're, we're aiming we're gonna aim we're gonna aim for this um yeah, exactly. We made a bet, uh, and we talked about my um, speedos. Yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> what more? What more could anyone want from a exactly? And, and you certainly will not hear that anywhere else. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Uh, so anyway, um, so anyway, as always, uh, Ralphie, uh, absolute pleasure. Um, thank you very much for um, sharing your your you know your your image your your yes. shopping your Go shopping on. preferences um, and then also your and also um, your incredible insights as always. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank so, you, thank you, Peter. thank you, and uh, and um, and thank you very much for um, the uh, listeners for listening to us and uh, please keep supporting us. Say nice things; that'll be lovely, and uh, we'll be back again soon. So many thanks, thanks, Ralphie. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye.